Oh, hey, guys. Welcome to another episode. We have some exciting news. Yes, we do. Before we start, we want to let you know that we have a new patron. Woohoo! That is always amazing news. <laughs> I know. <laughs> for us, more than for you guys. But I guess also for you because it means that the podcast can keep going a little bit longer. Heck yeah. <laughs> so our new patron um, didn't let us know what pseudonym they wanted. So we decided to select one for them ourselves. And since they are at the $3 a month street dog level, what up? If, in case you forgot, all of our levels are named after different animals. Naturally. <laughs> um, we decided we should give them a name that a little girl that we know in Nepal <laughs> said was a good name for dogs. So thank you so, so much, Fuli. <laughs> Which means flower. Fuli, you're the best. Thanks for supporting us. Big shout out. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Big. And I am White. And together, we are Big and White. And you are listening to the Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia. But we're not in Asia, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what are we talking about today, White? Today we are talking about the ins and outs of re-entry into your own country after you've been an expat. Very wow. well-timed. It's like we <laughs> planned it, considering that's exactly what we're doing right now. Oh, my gosh. No way. We are so smart. <laughs> we're so good at planning. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty excited to talk about that. Um, and actually, this is kind of going to be a two-part episode. We're going to talk today about our experiences so far in transition and then next week, we're going to do more like informational, kind of give some tips and ideas for adjusting. Well, hopefully we can follow our own tips and ideas. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, but before we jump into the topic, White, oh my gosh, um, how are you? Because I haven't seen you in, what, like eight days and it feels very weird. <laughs> I know, it's unprecedented for the last year. <laughs> literally that's insane yeah because i got back to nepal last year in february and then we quarantined together we spent like every day <laughs> together we even went on vacation together we came back to the states together it's hard it's been a weird separation yeah. yep and now we're like a thousand you know maybe 1500 miles apart that's crazy I don't know. I don't know how either of us are coping. You should check on us, poor listeners. Um, Can you anyway. hear the silent tear falling down my cheek? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm doing okay, though. So I am back in my home state of Arkansas. Um, after we quarantined together, we all, we, uh, meaning Big and I, and then one of our other friends, Moon, who you know from the podcast, we went down to Arkansas all together. We got to road trip. Very fun. Heck yeah. And um, it's just like a really rare thing that you get to show your friends where you grew up. So we went to my hometown and now then we went to the city that I'm living in now. Um, so that was super fun. So I'm just hanging out with my sister right now. Um, 
she's the caretaker for a historic property in the city that I'm in, which is super cool. So I'm out in the country on an old retired orchard. It's absolutely beautiful. Everything that I wanted it to be. (laughs) I've been here for a week and I'm pretty much like dove head first. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) I'm really impressed with you, honestly. Oh man. Like within a week, I had like applied for an auto loan and had bought a car here in the States. Yeah, dude, when you texted me, you're like, yeah, I just bought a car. I was like, it's been like four days. (laughs) (laughs) Way to just hit the ground running. I was cracking up because I remember when I moved to Nepal, I was like freaking out at the thought of like having to spend $300 buying a mountain bike. And it took me like a week and a half to like finally get up the courage to buy it like actually purchase it and then it's like oh yeah I've been in my city for a week and I already somehow own this really nice car what is happening (laughs) (laughs) oh man but just to explain I live in a small city so you can't get around if you don't have a car so I was like kind of borrowing my sister's car but it was just really difficult because we live outside the city limits so That's hence, like, why it was so important to get a car. Yeah, totally. There's not public transport, so. Yes, yes, good. Thank you for explaining yourself. We were all judging you. (laughs) Yeah, well, anyway, that's me. I'm doing okay, sometimes holding on by a thread, but overall, (laughs) I think things are legitimately okay, question mark? Well, I'm sure we'll get to hear more about it through the course of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Big? Yeah, I'm good. So I am now after visiting White in her home state, which was super fun, by the way. Like you said, it's so rare that you get to, yeah, hang out with people's families and their hometowns, especially your expat friends, because usually their hometown is very far from yours. Yeah. But yeah, you really like learn so much about a person by seeing where they grew up and just getting a better understanding of that at a more visceral level than just hearing stories. So yeah, I really appreciated that. That was amazing. Um, But yeah, I am now back in my hometown and it is kind of weird because I feel like I changed seasons when I did that. (laughs) (laughs) We were hanging out in Wisconsin. It was all cold and snowy. And then we went to Arkansas where it was also cold. And then I arrived in L.A., where I am from, and it was like 72 degrees Fahrenheit, 19, 20 Celsius, so, (laughs) and sunny. It's like confusing, but Mm -hmm. enjoyable also. (laughs) But yeah, it's been cool. Just been hanging out with my family and stuff. But the thing that's really stood out to me being here this week has been kind of learning a new COVID culture. Mm. I feel like you know, this is something that we all figured out over time. And we did a whole episode about how COVID is like culture shock, right? Like you're always adjusting to new expectations and all this stuff. But I feel like we kind of finally figured out what it was was in Nepal, what people's expectations were, you know, how to deal with that. And now I'm in a new place. So I'm having to learn a new COVID (laughs) culture. And one thing that's kind of weird about it is similarly to... I think re-entry into your own culture normally is everyone around me expects me to know what to do. Like I asked my friend if she wanted to hang out and she's like, yeah, well, can we do like a distanced thing or whatever? 
And I was like, yes. But then I like felt really awkward. I was like, how do I ask what that means to you? <laughs> like what that looks like? Because I feel like you're going to be like, how could you not know this? Like, how could you not know what distance to me? And so like, are we sitting in a park six feet apart with masks on and like using walkie talkies to hear each other? Or are we like taking a walk outdoors and, and just not hugging or like I don't know what all the rules are so it's been interesting though I feel like most strangers that I encounter there's kind of two types there's like the kind that walk really far around you on the sidewalk and you can't tell if it's for their sake or they're mad at you for being near them yes. <laughs> And that, but then the other kind, which I appreciate so much, is people who wear their masks, you know, like following all the protocol, but like clearly want to still make a connection mm -hmm. and make sure you know that they don't hate you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, total strangers waving, saying hi, like making really intense eye contact because that's the only part of their face you can see. You know? <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you for soothing Aww. me. And, Making me feel welcome here. <laughs> <sighs> what an experience. Really, I know. It's like multiple layers of culture shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cultural adjustment and all of that, are you ready? <laughs> are you ready, White, to bear our souls and embarrass ourselves by explaining all the things that we're really incompetent Ooh. at? <laughs> Oh, man. Maybe we decided to do this episode too soon. Like, we're too close to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was also thinking, like, it hasn't been that long that we've been back. So mm. I bet if we waited, I would have a lot more examples of ways that I am not <laughs> functioning at 100%. Okay, so one of the things that is hard, I think, about readjusting to, like, coming back to, like, quote-unquote home, <laughs> whatever that means, uh, is that things are supposed to be normal, right? <laughs> That's the point of going home. Yeah, you spend the last four, six, whatever years being in a not normal situation. You are always doing things wrong, and it was awkward, and you don't understand the language very well, and you don't know how to do things, and all those things make you weird and it's weird and it's hard so you would think coming back to the original place would be reverting to normal <laughs> but there's a problem <laughs> the problem is that our other life where we were weird became normal to us so now what's supposed to be normal is not actually normal and now nothing is normal and I have nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah. It's a struggle. <laughs> that explains it very well, even the lack of not being able to say anything else. <laughs> Woo, we are in the thick of it. Oh, boy. It's a weird time. We really are. You know what, though? <laughs> when we were talking about doing this episode, I was looking at some different, like, expat blogs that talked about, like, culture shock and stuff like that. And one of them was like, you know... People normally don't repatriate in groups, but I think we should because then you don't feel so weird for, like, not being able to adjust. Yeah. And I was like, we did that. Yeah, we did. you and I and Moon all came back at the same time. So even though we're not in the same place now, we can, like, call each other. Like, I was talking to Moon yesterday, and I was like, I feel like I shouldn't be tired, but I am. And she was like, me too. I <laughs> got up, and I had breakfast, and then I went back to bed. <laughs> oh, that makes me feel better. 
So maybe whoever's listening to this episode will also get that benefit of a sense of, I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. (laughs) This should be normal and it's not and it's fine. I mean, I can only imagine like based on how many of our expat friends left Nepal in the last year, like how many former expats... I don't know what to call them now. Like, are have been going through this for months. Yeah, they're probably like listening, true. and they're like, "Yes, welcome, big and white. We've been waiting for you." Yes. Oh my gosh, you're so right. I know. I wonder how many people that normally live not in their home country are home now. Yeah. Like what yeah. percentage is it worldwide? That's crazy. I don't know. I'm trying to think like, you know, you're talking about expats that they should repatriate in groups. What do you call a group of expats? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Because <laughs> what, like a group of crows is like a murder of crows, right? Yeah. And like, what are we, like a language mistake of expats? <laughs> <laughs> An incompetence of expats. <laughs> oh, it hits too close. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> well, speaking of incompetence, should we talk about how incompetent we are? <laughs> we really should. So We've been beating around the bush. I know. Um, so, yeah, let's start with the first topic on our list of different categories of experiences that we've had so far in this repatriation, transition, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. The first one is... Total incompetence, (laughs) a.k.a. this should not be hard. (laughs) Why, have you experienced this at all? Um, Nope, not at all. Nothing (laughs) has been difficult in this. Oh, good to know I'm alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think the more times that you go back to your passport country, the easier it is to transition, but... For both of us, this is a little bit of a different situation because we don't know how long we're going to be here. Right. That's true. So it's not just like a flyby like, oh, I'm visiting for a month. I got to take full advantage of the adrenaline coursing through my (laughs) bloodstream. Like it's kind of like, oh, I have to like restart my life maybe, I guess, and like figure out how to be an American again. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I come across this every single day, like thinking about even like. How do I cross the road? Like, I was running with one of my sisters and I apparently got really close to a car and it worried her (laughs) and it like it didn't even register to me. She was like, wow, you were just going to keep on going, weren't you? And I was like. No. <laughs> like, yes. <it> really... <laughs> like, I wasn't going to, like, get myself run over, you know, but it didn't even register to me. So apparently I can't even cross the road. What about you? <laughs> yeah, I feel like for me, one of the things I've been noticing a lot is I just, like, don't have a mental inventory of where I can do things, you know? Mm. Like, when I lived here... And I was like, oh, I need to buy X. In my brain, I would probably have like three or four stores where I knew I could go get mm-hmm. that because I had seen that recently when I was at that store for another reason. And now I'm just like, uh, <laughs> does Target have coffee? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I want to go to a coffee shop that's not Starbucks. Um, uh, 
do they exist? <laughs> yeah. It's, I feel like I'm in a brand new place, even though I've lived here before. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so odd. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel like I'm like kind of familiar with my city, but I've not actually like lived here. Mm. So I'm also kind of like starting to like, okay, I need to figure out how to actually get from point A to B. Right. Yeah. And also find a hardware store. And how do you get keys made here? I don't really remember <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It's just like all the little things that, you know, normally would just be stored in your like automatic part of your brain now Mm -hmm. have moved to the like conscious, I have to make a decision part of my brain. Yeah. And it's it's even weird things like I cannot turn lights on enough. (laughs) (laughs) Because in Nepal, the switches are like reverse of what they are here. So... I keep, like, my light bulb went out in my bedroom, and I couldn't tell what the issue was. I was like, oh, is the light off? No, it's on, but the, it's not turning on, but the switch is on. No, the switch is off. No, I, I should be able to tell whether a switch is on oh or off. See, that's kind of like the place that I'm living, since it's a really old home, mm-hmm. the water actually isn't potable. Whoa. So... We have to, like, bring in water. Like, we fill up jugs at my sister's work and then just bring them home with us. So, like, you have like- I'm, like, the perfect person to move in here because I don't have to, yeah, like, worry, like, oh, should I be using this water? I don't know. Can you drink <laughs> water in America from the taps? <laughs> I'm just like, nope. This is just Nepal. You're not even having to make a transition. Well, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to think what other ways I'm incompetent. I feel like talking is hard sometimes. <laughs> like, even though we mostly speak English when we're in Nepal, because like a lot of our friends and colleagues are expats or Nepalis that speak English really well, there's still a different way of talking there than mm-hmm. here. And I just, like, forget words or use the wrong word or... It's, I don't know. <laughs> My brain is just not functioning at full capacity, oh, it feels man. like. It's real hard. I really miss the word Malaunu. Mm, oh, such a good we one. We use that so much, which means kind of like arrange or organize. Like it's a little bit broader of a use than either of those words. Mm-hmm. And like when you're buying a car, that's the word you need. <laughs> that's true. Like. Oh, yeah. All right. So I'm going to come back tomorrow and pick up the car. Tonight, I'm just going to go and malau new my insurance and talk to <laughs> my bank, you know, that my loan is through. Like, you can't say that. So I was like, yeah, so I'm just going to go home and get insurance. <laughs> get things together. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do sucks. the stuff. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. I do feel like that sometimes with, especially, like, language stuff like that, I think other people don't notice. That's true. Like, it feels all Mm -hmm. weird to you. You're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to say. And they're just like, okay, I mean, it's not like you never forget words in your own language anyway, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah, totally. (sighs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Another one that I see you wrote on this list is can I stare, which, let me tell you, I just do it. (laughs) 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 I was, I went running the other day, and... 
There are so many classic cars in this area, and it's really fun, and I love it. <laughs> but there was a car, a really nice, like, yellow old 1950s T-Bird driving by, mm. and with the top down, and I just unabashedly just followed him with my head, like, <laughs> <laughs> The guy driving kind of looked at me like, <laughs> and I waved at him, like, hi! Good. Way to go. Probably not allowed, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> when you have a car like that, you just have to expect stairs. I'm huh? sure they do. They probably loved it. <laughs> I hope so. Um, Yeah, our, our next topic, I guess, along the same line of being slightly incompetent and things being difficult, is what about being overwhelmed by all the decisions that we suddenly have to make? Oh, my gosh. It is Probably, this is, for me, I think, has been the hardest thing of being back so far. Yeah. It just feels like it takes up so much space in my brain mm-hmm. to try to, like, figure out something to do. And there's so many options. <laughs> like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> you know, like, I was trying to find a gym that I could go to that's open and doesn't feel really disgusting. Like, I'm going to instantly get COVID when I mm-hmm. walk in. Mm-hmm. And I went on Yelp, and I found, like, 50 gyms in my area, and then I just closed my computer. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, oh, it's so hard, though. Like, the other day you texted me, like, how's transition going? And I was literally about to text back, like, yeah, it's going super well, actually. And then I was like, well, before I write back, I'm just going to pick a coffee shop to go to. (laughs) almost started crying in the car because I couldn't decide what coffee shop to go to and I was like hmm maybe it's not going as far as I thought oh yeah I mean it's kind of like like you guys if you haven't lived overseas or kind of gone through something like this like if you think about something like let's even say like deciding where to go on vacation And you just want, you just know that you want to go somewhere warm. You have like half the globe to choose from, right? (laughs) Like, it's kind of like that. And then while you're searching for a hotel, you're also like, oh, no, now I have to find somewhere for us to get breakfast in this place that I've never been before. It's kind of like that. Like, that's your daily life is figuring out where to go on vacation, except it's not vacation. (laughs) It's really not. (laughs) Oh, man, that's hilarious. Yeah. You just can do what I do, which is somehow introduce conversations about the gym into every conversation that you have (laughs) (laughs) with locals. And just get everyone to tell you where you should go to the gym. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, I got all sorts of reviews from my car salesman. Worked great. Amazing. (laughs) Oh, no, that really sucks, though. Coffee shops, I feel like, are really hard. Maybe even more difficult than gyms because you don't know what kind of restrictions coffee shops are going to have either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other layer. I know. Um, yeah, I think for me, speaking of that, like part of the whole being overwhelmed by all the decisions is that we don't really have routines anymore. Yeah. Routines just you have so many prompts in your daily life that tell you what you need to do next. Like oh, I woke up, therefore I'm going downstairs to get breakfast. Like, for me, that's not even a guaranteed right now because it's like, oh, well, I woke up, but I live in an old house, so the floorboards are really squeaky, so is it late enough that I should get up and go downstairs even though my sister might get woken up 
because the floorboards are squeaky, you know, yeah. so I have to like make all these kind of decisions right. constantly. Yeah. Ugh. And we've talked about this on the podcast too, that how much actual energy it takes for your brain to make a decision, yes. which is why you get really tired when you're doing new things because your brain is using up glucose to do that and you have to replenish that glucose. Um, so you're saying I can eat more. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which could be another Must problem. <laughs> but yeah, you're just using up so much more energy trying to do all of your daily tasks that normally you wouldn't have to think about. Right. Because they would just be totally automatic. Yeah. That's a really good point. And I think when it's not automatic, it means that you're going to end up dropping one of the plates that you're spinning. Oh, totally. Yeah. That is so true. <laughs> like, that's been really frustrating for me because usually I feel like a pretty competent adult. Yeah. And it's not like I'm, like, totally losing that, but, like, a little bit losing it. Like, mm -hmm. I continually forget something whenever I leave the house. Like, one day <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. So one day... I forgot my gym clothes, so I couldn't go. The next day, I forgot my wallet that had my license in it, so I couldn't – I was – and my sister, like, with my sister, so I couldn't borrow her car mm. to go to the gym. The next day, I forgot to bring lunch that I needed to eat before <laughs> I went to the gym. I was like, what is wrong with me? Yeah, your brain's just trying to do way more than it normally does. Struggle, <sighs> man. Yeah, well, and then the problem with that, too, is not only do you forget things, but you also, like, you run out of energy to have boundaries and self-control. Yeah. So, like... Normally, that would be built into your routine of, you know, how often to go out to eat or how much money to spend on stuff or, you know, whatever. Like, that would all be built in. Mm -hmm. But because everything is new, then you're having to make all these decisions about, like, oh, like, should I buy this? Should I do this? And then usually you end up saying yes when you should say no. <laughs> yeah. It's the whole, like, going to the grocery store when you're hungry kind of issue. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> So true. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I always end up spending too much money and staying up too late. Those are my yeah. two that are hard for me. My issue is eating mm. so much mm. extra things. Like our friend who is freaking amazing <laughs> sent us a care package of Australian sweets from Australia. Oh, my gosh. And, and uh, White is really glad because the package arrived right after I left. <laughs> so she doesn't have to share them with me at all. I'm like, oh, no. Too bad. I have to eat all these cookies myself. Darn it. Oh, no. I already <laughs> ate everything. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's hard. Yeah. I feel like related to that, too, is, like, you just get overstimulated, mm -hmm. right? Like, one of the articles that I read about this topic said, it's confusing to find yourself drowning in the things that you are most excited about coming back to. Mm. But remember this, your senses, all of them, have grown accustomed to something different. So it's like, even if you're excited for stuff like, oh, I'm so excited to go, I don't know. For example, for white, go to the grocery store or like for me, I don't know, drive around the city or something like, yes, it's pleasant and it's good, but it's still more work than normal and your brain gets real tired. Yeah. 
Sometimes it's even like you get overstimulated from not having enough stimulation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, explain. <laughs> like, Catman Do is really crazy. Oh, and you yeah. get so used to like constantly like tuning things out and you don't think right. about it. And then like, it's like, oh, I'm basically in the country outside of town. Everything is quiet. Well, I can't sleep. Like, <laughs> Like your brain is like it worries your brain because it's actually so quiet that something must be wrong. That's so interesting. That's a really good point. I wonder if I've been having that problem too. Actually, it was <laughs> funny the other night or in the morning, my mom was like, I'm staying with my parents and my mom was like, oh, I, yeah, I dropped something and it made this huge noise in the middle of the night. Did it wake you up? And I was like, no. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you're probably used to noise. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> My brain was just like, it's probably a dog barking. Go Mm -hmm. back to sleep. Unless the dog is in the room with you barking at coyotes. (laughs) I'm talking to you, Pip. (sighs) Oh, dear. I love it. Yeah, um, I have been trying to figure out a way to explain like what this overstimulation feels like because like, I mean, I guess I'm maybe I'm going back on my words a little bit, but like. You get used to different being overstimulated by different things in Nepal. Right. Like here, there's so much new information to be taking in. So even though you're used to like thinking about a lot of things at a time in Nepal, here there are lots of things, but they're just different things that I haven't learned to tune out yet. Anyway, so I was trying to explain to my family like what was happening in my brain. Like, why am I forgetting my lunch and then my keys and then my bag? And, you know, <laughs> like I'm losing my mind. And I was thinking of it as like basically it's like if you're an expat returning, your brain is a computer. Like, let's say a motherboard of a computer <laughs> and the fan has come on and it's really loud and you don't know what's wrong, but you know something is wrong. And maybe if you, you know, you opened up, if you see what programs are running or something, then you can see, oh, yeah, there's an antivirus scan going on and it's taking up all of my memory just to figure out whether or not there's a threat and oh wait also in the background there's some kind of stupid update happening for a computer (laughs) that i didn't even want and now that's making the fan whir maybe i kind of know what the problem is but it doesn't really mean that it's fixing giving me any kind of solution and it's not going to turn the fan off so we just have to play this out (laughs) So wait for the antivirus scan to finish. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh man. Pretty that much. is that's really good. That is what it feels like. Poor brains. I know. Poor brain. Also, poor computer. I feel more sympathy for you now when yeah. you're being slow and annoying me. I don't know. My computer fan is going right now, so I'm a little bit <laughs> unsympathetic to it. Since oh, we're trying man. to record. <laughs> <It's> great. <sighs> One more thing for me to edit out. I'm so excited. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, well, so those are, like, a lot of stressful things that are overwhelming us. But can we just, like, take a moment and talk about how when you come back to your home, your level of appreciation for things, like, skyrockets. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was taking a shower the other day, and, like, the pressure was so good, and the water was so hot, and I was just like, man, I love this and I'm so happy. (laughs) It's like really nice to have a little perspective that makes you 
appreciate things that you normally would take for granted. That's dang true. Yeah. Um, let's see. I really appreciate being able to drive and not get wet mm, when I'm driving. Yes. That's a new thing. Yeah. Like having a car. <laughs> being in an enclosed space. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not on a Absolutely. motorcycle or a scooter or a bicycle. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Last year when I came back to Nepal, I didn't sell my car in the U.S. I left it here. And I was kind of like, man, was that, should I have done that? Was that overkill? I don't know. <laughs> and it was totally worth it. I love my car so much. I've just been driving around like so happy. <laughs> it's amazing that you like didn't have to do anything. It was just waiting for I you. know. Yeah, it actually was perfect because my parents, one of their cars died, so they ended up using mine. So yeah. they did all the hard work of <laughs> registering it and all that. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, yeah. Something else that I've been really appreciative of is that I get to see my family for one that in itself is enough yeah but like for the past five years i have only gotten to see my family in just short visits and so it just feels like such a luxury actually being here for months upon months Mm. like who knows how long i'll be here and like getting to visit with them and being like oh you know what like we only saw each other for an hour but i'm tired and i'm gonna go and take a nap because I get to see you again tomorrow and the next day. Right. The sense of urgency is gone, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, okay, here's another thing. So I feel like this is something that I've been good at for a long time. But now, because of COVID, other people appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's doing work online. <laughs> yes. I feel like I was like so experienced with online meetings and time zones and all those things from being an expat who works in an international organization. But now normal people have to do that too. And I feel like I'm amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Super congrats, big. (laughs) Thank you. I guess that's not appreciating so much being in America as appreciating like what I've learned from my experience Mm -hmm. in Nepal, right? I mean, we've just been talking about how terrible we are at life. So like (laughs) if you have things you can appreciate and you are good at, like celebrate your strengths, honestly. That is true. (laughs) I know. Yeah. It's good to like very consciously appreciate everything that you can because Mm -hmm. a lot of other things are hard in this transition period. So that's a good one. Agreed. Yeah. That makes me think um, I really appreciated feeling like even though you can kind of feel disconnected from Nepal, like I really appreciate seeing how all of the lessons that I've learned in Nepal are coming to fruition here in America as well. So like I know everything that I talk about is like leading back to me buying a car, but like (laughs) I spent so much time (laughs) I spent so much time in the dealership (laughs) over the last week. Um But I was thinking, like, I can wait really well now because in Nepal, like, you're used to waiting at visa offices or, like, various government offices. Getting angry and demanding good customer service is not going to get you anywhere. So you have to get good at being patient. Mm -hmm. And I am good at being patient. (laughs) I can wait. (laughs) That's amazing. I love it. 
Well, this is kind of transitioning to the next topic, but I am not good at being patient. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in the sense that you're talking about, I think I am Mm -hmm. also. I'm much more passive when I'm waiting for things than I used to be Mm -hmm. when I lived here before. But I feel like as far as my life goes, (laughs) like it being in this transition period, I'm like so impatient to just like be settled. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, especially with COVID and being an expat, it's, like, heightened, you know, of just, like, you can't really look into the future and see what's going to happen, like, even more than a few months out, kind of. Yeah. But I think just in general, too, it's, like, I got back to L.A., and, you know, I kind of felt like, okay, I have to do all these things, you know, especially because usually when I'm here, I don't have a lot of time. So kind of like you were saying with your family where it's like, oh, you urgently need to see people and Mm -hmm. you need to like buy things and stuff. So I kept feeling this urgency like, oh, my gosh, I have to make sure that I get all the stuff that I need right away. I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) You have literally months to do this. It's fine. (laughs) Just chill out, like rest for a couple days and then do it. But it's so hard for me to do that for some reason. It's something about I think we've been so impatient over the last basically year of like i want some kind of forward motion yeah like that luxury had been taken away from us and maybe from most of the world but now that we're like we've actually been granted the ability (laughs) to move yeah it's like okay i have to do everything now like i have to figure (laughs) out my life now i have to yeah buy all of the toiletries that i'm going to need for the entire time that i'm gonna be in america like calm down man it's all been backing up and now it's like released all at once yeah absolutely And I think we're also, maybe that actually goes back a little bit to the uh, stimulation kind of thing. Like Mm. in Nepal, you're used to being, you know, kind of thinking about doing lots of things. Like even being stuck in Kathmandu, it's kind of exciting to do daily things still. Yeah, true. I don't know how to explain that, but it's like, oh, I need to go and get x oh what stores do i have to go to i'm gonna have to go to 14 stores to find this small thing (laughs) but it will be fun (laughs) yeah in america it's not like that like it's not as interesting (laughs) yeah it doesn't feel like adventurous or something so oh man actually yeah speaking of that um one of the things that i feel like i've been experiencing is like weird withdrawals from Things that really annoyed me in Nepal, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, like oh, so annoying. You have to go to like fourteen stores to find something. And now that I'm here, I'm like, I miss going to fourteen stores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like the human interaction is such a different caliber. I think. Yeah, definitely. I know. And like even things that were annoying, they were still familiar. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So it's like you still miss the familiarity, even if like the thing itself maybe wasn't yeah. <laughs> the most pleasant. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. <sighs> Sweet Nepal, we love you. We do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you feel like you've kind of lost some of your connection with Nepal? The longer we've been away. Yeah, I mean, I think we haven't quite been away long enough. Um, but I can speak from the experience of when I was in the States last time for nine months. It was just, like, got harder and harder to feel connected mm-hmm. to Nepal, you know? Yeah. Like, I would meet someone who spoke Nepali and try to talk to them and just, like, be completely <laughs> not, 
just, I mean, speaking of incompetence, like make mistakes that super basic mistakes I would never <laughs> make normally, you know, but, um, and I also now I feel like doing my normal work for Nepal remotely has been really hard mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it just feels so distant that it takes sort of like this emotional energy to get myself into that place. Like, it's almost like I have to take like a little five minute thing before any task. I'm like, okay, imagine the office. Think about the people this is for. Like, <laughs> take myself, like, pack myself out of LA and like put myself mentally back in the ball. That's really good, actually. Good for you. Wow. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. How about you? How have you felt so far? Yeah. I was thinking like just this morning because I mean, it's only been a couple weeks that we've been back, but. No, it's been more than that. It's been like a month or something. Anyway, it hasn't been that long since we've been back, but definitely I'm starting to lose it a little bit in terms of like, I am someone who has been living in Nepal. I'm getting more and more to the spectrum of I'm someone who lives in America, period. Uh, (laughs) And, um, And I think part of the reason is because I'm not working. Like for our work, you get a sabbatical. And the whole point of that is that you're not working. So, right. so like, fewer you just things are taking away the connection. Yeah, yeah, totally. So like normally we'd be doing virtual team meetings with people like our colleagues. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing that because I'm not working. Right. Yeah. How do I stay connected? So that's been pretty difficult, actually. So in some ways, the like, you know, like, oh, I've forgotten how to say this in English without the help of Nepali. It's like kind of nice to have that still because it's like even my mistakes are like still tying me to Nepal. Mm. And that's nice and familiar and a big part of my identity. Yeah. And eventually that will go away. And that's kind of scary. You got to find some Nepalis to hang out with. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) You really do. Help me. Help me find some friends in Arkansas, dear listeners. Yes. I'm sure there's got to be at least a few. If I found Nepalis in North Dakota, I'm sure you can find Nepalis in Arkansas. (laughs) Yeah. I know there were a lot of students who went to college in, like, where I went to college in Mm -hmm. Arkansas, but I don't know about here. Yeah. What I really need is some, like, aunties, you know? Yeah, you do. Like, I don't need, like, college kids who Mm -mm. speak English way better than I'll ever speak Nepali. I need, like, aunties who really miss speaking Nepali. And who will feed you amazing Nepali food. Oh! (laughs) Yes, please. Oh, man. Okay, this is, like, sort of a hard left into a different topic, but (laughs) I can't think of a way to transition. So um, I feel like the last two things on our list here of things that we've been experiencing in our transition period are not so good. (laughs) (laughs) But they're normal, and I think it's good to talk about them because everyone feels it at some point, and it helps to recognize so that you can kind of move on. Um, The first one is feeling judgmental. Mm -hmm. Have you experienced this, White? (laughs) Um. I haven't felt super judgmental, to be honest. That's good. That's not where I go in stress. I feel like your personality, like, would more naturally gravitate towards mm. that, whereas I just shut down if I'm stressed. I see. Yeah. Um, 
But I definitely get the sentiment like it's hard, especially because like we've been hanging out with only each other. We've been our whole reality for the past year. And now (laughs) suddenly you're needing to relate to lots of people with very different experiences than you. Right. And different expectations, different relationships. Mm -hmm. So it would it's very easy to fall into feeling like even like you're better than them, you know, like, oh, well, I've just done this huge move from international right yeah like well i have way more world experience than you so i'm obviously right and you're obviously wrong (laughs) and they're like okay but you couldn't figure out how to get out of the walmart parking lot the other day so (laughs) that is it is kind of a protective mechanism too though right like for sure i mean exactly what you're saying like oh i feel incompetent therefore if i judge other people it makes me feel better whatever Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think you're right that for my personality, it is really easy to do that. You know, like you don't even understand. Like <laughs> if you only knew you like idiot or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think just in general, I'm sure everyone has experiences like meeting someone else who's like this where they're like, yes, um, I lived in France. Therefore, I'm so much smarter than you. And you're like, <laughs> okay, whatever, loser. But I think it's especially now like really good to be humble because not only is it rude to be judgmental, (laughs) but also like the world has changed a lot in the last year. And I feel like, you know, for me, like it's good to remember that the people around me have had like a lot of different experiences than I've had, Mm -hmm. especially like related to COVID and restrictions and all those things. So yeah, just assuming that I know the right answer or that they're being unreasonable or whatever is not accepting that they had a different experience than I did and they might know something that I don't. (laughs) They definitely do. That's the scariest part. Yeah. (laughs) I like this quote from uh, one of the blog posts that I read about these topics. He said, if everyone around you is wrong, you're probably being judgmental. <laughs> like, ooh, that, that cuts real deep. <laughs> yeah. You got to look for the common denominator in those cases, and usually it's not going to make you feel good when you come to the answer. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think, too, for me, like, um, I, when I talk to people who maybe, like, don't know very much about Asia, don't know about Nepal, whatever, Um, or just make assumptions that Mm -hmm. are totally off base and annoy me. It's helpful for me to try to frame it as like, you know, I'm excited to share my experiences and like this is a great chance for me to get to share that rather than feeling annoyed like, oh, how could you not know that? Or how could you assume that about Nepal? You don't Mm -hmm. even know, you know. Yeah, I think that's helpful for me to think of, but also helpful for communicating what I want to communicate to if I'm like, oh, actually, maybe you don't know this, but da da da. Yeah. Versus, um, no, obviously we have running water. I live in a capital <laughs> city. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it's so true though. Like, if we know that we can easily get judgmental when we're stressed, yeah. then like when the entire world is stressed, <laughs> yeah. 
then everybody can really easily fall into that. And yep. when you're stressed and when you're judgmental, then you want to latch onto things that are familiar and show that you're not totally incompetent. Yeah. Therefore, they're probably like, oh, I know about Nepal. Yes, I should be able to like, you know, make intelligent remarks about Nepal. And you're like, you're a freaking idiot. You don't know anything about Nepal. <laughs> we all just got to show a little bit more compassion for that each other. Is so true. Because, and our last point is, it's really easy to get too self-focused <laughs> when you're an expat returning to your passport country. I mean, I think we've been doing this for the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> it is true, though. Like, you know, our experiences are quite different. Some might say unique compared to the people around us. And, like, the type of transition that we're going through is quite different and that kind of thing it's easy to just feel like well you don't understand me I'm doing this thing or it's hard for me therefore I have to put all my emotional energy into myself and getting through this and Mm -hmm. whatever surviving this transition but that's not very healthy (laughs) no I mean it's easy like this is what we know we want to be able to explain ourselves well but we aren't like the end all be all. Mm. Always good to remind yourself of that. Yeah, that's true. And we're going to have another episode, our next episode about what to do. So mm. we've kind of like covered the groundwork of like, here's how we <laughs> suck. And then next time we're going to be like, and here's how you can suck less. <sighs> so don't worry, you guys. This isn't the end of this whole discussion. <laughs> It's a good reminder, yes. (laughs) Well, should we just conclude with a little bit of maybe kind of like summary and some just brief tips before the next episode where we really get into more ideas of how we can survive this difficult time (laughs) that's all about us and we're so important. (laughs) Yeah, I think in this episode we've talked a lot about What does it mean to actually come back to your passport country? For us, that means America. What does it mean for us to be American when you're not a typical American anymore, when you're supposed to have returned home, but maybe you don't actually know what home means anymore? Like you guys, when we dropped down into Arkansas, we went to a state park And we went in the visitor center and he was like, hey, where are you guys from? And we're like, (laughs) that's a really hard question to answer. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Yeah. And yeah, it's just it's hard to explain to people the experience that you've had. I mean, it's hard to even fully understand yourself, like how you've changed because of it. Mm -hmm. But. I liked what you said, that you're like, I feel like I'm just pretending to be a regular person, (laughs) you know? (laughs) It's like everyone around me thinks I'm normal, but I'm getting away with something. I don't know. (laughs) Is my disguise working? (laughs) (laughs) Or like somebody else said to her, it felt like she had gone to Narnia. Yeah. And now like she's come back through the wardrobe Mm -hmm. and she's trying to explain like, what has happened to her? And people are like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just experience this whole different world that just, like, doesn't even make sense to people. Yeah. So, basically, 
we've come full circle in that we were like, don't get too self-focused, but basically you've just been to Narnia and people aren't going to understand. <laughs> oh, no, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, but it is good. I think some really helpful things are having people that understand both your places or all your places, whatever. So whether that's people that you've lived there with or people that were able to visit you, you know, in your other home. <laughs> For us, that's Nepal. And yeah, just connect with people who kind of get it, you know, whether they've lived overseas or not. Like everyone has like their safe people, right, that a yeah. ask really good questions mm -hmm. and actually listen and have wise things to say. So I think for me that's super important to getting through this transition. Yep. And yeah, just like grace with yourself and with other people. Mm-hmm. You know? A little, little compassion. Yeah. A little forgiveness. A little benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> and I think for me it's been super helpful so far just looking for things that I do appreciate. Yeah. Like we talked a lot about things that were pretty negative and things that were really difficult for us to do. I mean, but those are the funniest been... things to talk about. Let's yeah, be real. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, nobody really wants to sit here and listen to us talk for about an hour about hashtag how blessed we are, right? <laughs> <laughs> but for your own sanity, it's really helpful to, like, find the really good things about where you are. Yes, Absolutely. Yep. Whew. Was that cathartic? Um, I don't know. I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> Do you feel worse? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you know what I am ready for? What? Our segment of the week. Okay. Okay. So, you guys, <laughs> one of our friends messaged me this week, and he was like, I found this word that's perfect for Nepal, and how have we not known about it and used it every single day <laughs> of our lives? Um, so this is our word of the week, week, day, month, I don't know. How about word of the season? Ooh. Our word of winter. Ooh, I like that. Are you ready, White? Yes. The word is apricity. Apricity. It's a noun, and it means the warmth of the sun in winter. Oh, it's so like specific. Like it so perfectly captures what I really want right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's so like, I feel like in Kathmandu at least, it's usually not that cloudy in the winter. I mean, there's times when it is, but it's like the main way that you warm up is being outside in the sun. Yeah. And it's so soothing and so important. It's such a key part of the whole season. Yeah. And I just love it. I love like going out on the roof and sitting in the sun. I love seeing old people like on a little muda, a little stool, like finding the one little square of sunshine and like moving to stay with it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a delight. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what we would do without it. I know. When you wash your hair and you go sit out in the sun in the afternoon. Yes. That's uh, the best feeling. Such a delight. I really miss the sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh no, Wyatt, don't get sad. This is supposed to be a happy segment. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> apricity, sweet apricity. Yep. So I hope you guys enjoyed that word and use it and spread it because it's a dang good word and it is not used very much. You might seem like a hipster for like the first couple of years, but it will catch on. <laughs> Keep at it, please. Yeah. For our sake. Please do. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Well, um, well. I'm going to show off my wonderful Southern California weather and go enjoy some apricity. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to try to enjoy the lack of apricity in every sense of the word. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening, for following along with us as we haven't been able to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> as we've not been doing so well <laughs> yes yes um as we've been doing this thing of moving from nepal to america for a, some we don't know how long amount of time oh my gosh i have to stop talking well good thing the episode's um, over <laughs> thanks for sticking with us we will be continuing on with this conversation our next episode a little bit more applicable points if you too are going through crazy transitions um let us know after you listen to this episode if you have anything that you would like to add and we will share it with the rest of our yes. listeners we love hearing from you guys um you can email us you can find us on our website you can find us on instagram facebook all the things. All of them. And we are so eternally grateful to our Patreon patrons. Thank you guys again. Thanks for sticking with us. And we'll see you all in our next episode. Okay. Okay? Okay. So, yeah. Is it time to hang up now? I think so. Do we do this like the American way? Oh, we could. That's weird. No. I don't know. I'm not ready for that. Maybe next time. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Until okay. next time, then. Uh, okay. 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 Great. All right. All right. Okay. All okay. right. Okay. Talk later. Okay. okay. Bye. 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 Oh, boy. Well, speaking of culture shock. Sorry, I have to put my phone on. Do not disturb. <laughs> you didn't do it already? Ooh. Come on, man. It was on silent, Thought but it's you're still an buzzing. experienced podcaster. <laughs> oh, no. Airplane mode. Oh, no.